won't happen to us because it's happening right now through us. Come on, sing with me. Om Shanti, Om Shanti, Om Shanti, Om Shanti, Om. You know, that mantra is well known in India and in many other parts of the world because the mantra of Om Shanti is the mantra to remind ourselves that the original nature of the soul, the original nature of the self, is peace, is silence, is love, and is power. Welcome to America Meditating. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and you can definitely listen in and hear real stories from real people that could inspire you, encourage you, make you laugh, make you cry. It's not easy to share with folks that it's time to face ourselves and turn inward and look at how powerful and how beautiful we can be when happiness and all the glories of life are always an external expression more than an internal reality. But that's the story that we're trying to create here with America Meditating Show. We're trying to remind everyone that the real happiness and the real joy comes from in when you come out. It's not out bringing it in. But that there's a strength inside of the soul. There is there's a remembrance that we need to re-trigger, to reactivate, so that that quality can come into our actions and become a contribution to our world. Today we're going to have Sharon Newbuyer on our show. She is the owner of Opus Yoga Studio, and I hope I pronounced her name right. I really don't like when I don't do the names very well. (laughs) But we will talk about yoga with her and how she's gotten on her path. Yoga in India is such a sacred practice, and when you go back in time and look at where it all originated from, it was from the sadhus and the sannyasis, and in India... There's some concepts of, you know, becoming a sannyasi or a guru or a sage. Some are born and from the age of five, six, seven, they've been pulled to go and live in the jungles and practice what they call deep tapasya, which is deep, intense meditation. And what they're trying to achieve is eternal freedom in which the soul never comes back into karma because they consider happiness to be so small compared to what eternal freedom is like. And then you've got some who have lived in a family, they've had children, created grandchildren, have done their deal, and they've decided to leave the home at the age of 60 and seek their enlightenment. And then you have another group that, yes, they're at home and they're living with the family, but they're not 60. Uh, And in the middle of their life, they decide to leave their family, their wives and their children, they could be 30, they could be 40, and they get pulled to the jungles to go and live and study and learn about their spirituality or try to find what we call moksha in Hinduism. And the way that I've seen yoga in the West, I think it has always been a challenge for those who are very sincere about its practice and about its value to bring it into a culture that in terms of the lifestyle, is so opposite to the East. You know, the East is, at every corner you can find a temple. And here in the West, I know, for example, in certain streets, every corner you might find a 7-Eleven, a liquor store, a church or a school perhaps. But more than anything else, you won't necessarily 
find at every corner something to spiritually enlighten you. You have to keep reminding yourself about your spiritual enlightenment here. And I think that's a challenge for those of us who are seeking to rise up um, above the attachments to a material consciousness and to come to the attachment of the pure self. So we're going to get Sister Gita on, because as you know, she is our near, dear superstar. And she's always got something profound to read on the show. And I'm looking forward to hear what she has to say this morning as we go to her. Sister Gita, can we hear one of your special poems this morning? Oh, good morning, Sister Jenna. It is so nice to hear you. (laughs) How is our favorite yogi doing? Ah, well, I'm learning from my life lessons and seeing all the great possibilities that need, you know, that are coming through. I remember once a very powerful yogi looked at me and said, you are going to make impossibles possible and people will want to know through that they would like to know more about God. And I'm still working on it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, that's a good blessing. So the one I am inclined to read this morning states, To attain peace, when something unfortunate happens or something in your life has changed, look at it as open up, opening up possibilities that there may be advantages hidden in that situation. Accept and learn. Then your feelings will be positive and you will find solutions you will have transformed a defeat into victory. It is easy to create new things, change places, or do something different. To keep that sense of newness that creates enthusiasm is more difficult. The secret of newness in life is not to do new things constantly, but to see everything you do with new eyes, new insights, and new perspective, the gift of peace. Thank you. <laughs> you had to read that on. You had to read that on a Friday, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Okay. You know, it's not yes. about seeking a new a new thing from the outside, but it's about having a real fresh attitude every time you yes. wake up. Every time you wake up. Sigita, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. We're going to now go and get our yoga instructor on the phone, and we are wishing you a really splendid day today. Thanks, Sigita. Okay, we are turning now to Sharon Newbuyer, owner of Opus Yoga Studio in Gaithersburg, Maryland. It's a community of teachers and students committed to recognizing and celebrating the beauty of the body, mind, and spirit within ourselves, each other, and within our world. Its owner, Sharon, is a certified yoga instructor who has been practicing yoga for 17 years and teaching it for 14 years. Some of her prominent instructors have been Mary Dunn and our very good friend, John Schumacher, from Unity Woods Yoga. She's also a meditator, and we're going to get Sharon on the line and talk to her about some of the good things that she's doing. Good morning, Sharon. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Sharon, please tell us more about how yoga has assisted you particularly on your path to self-realization. Well, first, I would say it's taught me I'm a long way from it. (laughs) 
but um, I feel like just like when you're taking a trip, you carefully pack your bags, that yoga has given me tools to become aware of the physical and mental and emotional baggage that I carry with me all the time. And through yoga practice, I've learned to shed some of that baggage, and through it I've also realized I'm still carrying around plenty of it with me and until I learn how to shed it. But it also has helped me with not accumulating extra baggage, which I think is easy to do as we get older. So it's given me tools to stay fit um, and deal with many aches and pains. And I think when you're able to deal with the body, it's much easier to see beyond the body. So it's also given me a sense of connection to spirit mm-hmm. or life force. Right, right. No, you said something that triggered me to think some more. Um, As we get older, we tend to carry more baggage with us. And I somehow started to think why we do that in terms of um, knowing that maybe one of the most beautiful scenes of life is when we take our last breath knowing that it was all good. You know, we did Mm -hmm. good. We loved good. We received love well. And yet we decide to hold on to something other than that. And I'm just Mm. curious, what do you think is the reason for wise people? I mean, we're growing older, but we we are carrying baggage as we grow older. What is the difference between being the child and then being, you know, the older person, you know, the senior person? What what changes from that period? Any ideas? Isn't that a great? Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. I don't know. I would think that's certainly what I would hope for when I'm when I'm dying is that I'm able to let mm-hmm. go and you know that I wouldn't ask other people to hold on to me either. I don't know. I think we just get attached to even negative forces that build up in our lives if we have pain or sorrow. I think we become attached to that because it's with us so often. And unless we learn to see something beyond that, then that defines who we are. You know, in the Raj Yoga Meditation course that the Prabhupada teaches in all of their 8,000 centers around the world, Mm -hmm. um, attachment is declared as one of the vices. and when attachment is actually in its empowered state, it's actually called love. I'll explain what I'm saying. The opposite to attachment is love. As we're talking about this particular area, what is it that gets in that that reduces the love for the self, that we begin to hold on to things that are harmful to our spiritual well-being? And it proves to me how this vice of attachment perhaps is one of the greatest evils of the soul, you know? And in order for us Mm -hmm. to conquer attachment, we really have to use love in everything that we do, such as I know that you have been doing some work perhaps in in the Peace Corps funded project to raise funds for rural health posts in Zambia, which will assist in reducing the risk of infant mortality. Um, I want you to tell our listeners about this project because I think it's important. But I also wanted to point out that that's your love that's speaking, isn't it? 
Well, I run, Opus Yoga is set up to run in sessions. So there's fall, winter, spring, and summer. And there's usually a week or so in between sessions. And during that time, some teachers choose to offer pay-what-you-can charity classes. And in the past, we've collected food. We collected about 45 pounds of non-perishable food for Mana Food Center in Rockville. But for this past round of charity classes, I wanted to support my niece, who her name is Ashley Fuchs, and she's actually in the Peace Corps in Zambia now. And she's really following her love and passion and helping people. She's working on HIV education. And she found that one of the obstacles to just getting tested for HIV is just simply the space that was available to the villagers that people would walk for miles to get tested but would get turned away because they had one room that was being used for something else, a birth or some other purpose. And in addition, that women would walk for miles in order to give birth and they would get turned away sometimes if it wasn't happening fast enough or if the room was being used for other purposes. So she just said, you know, if we added on some space, then people wouldn't have to leave and have their babies out in the field um, en route to where they were going. And people would be able to get tested. They wouldn't travel for miles in order to be turned away. So she's she's already collected donations for the first two of the projects, or for the first of the two projects, and then she's going to open up the donations for the second part probably sometime next month. So um, if anyone wants to donate, they could contact me. <laughs> we'll definitely get all the contact information towards you. I think it's a very great project. Yeah, it was really, um, I'm inspired by her. She's, you know, she's young and she's out of college and she's got so much energy and passion for helping people in a way that's taken her so far out of her own comfort level. I find it very (laughs) inspiring and I was happy to be able to support that. Oh, those days of our youth. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Please leave our listeners with something inspirational, something to live by. I don't think I could say anything wiser than Buddha, who said that you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. So I think that when we have trouble connecting with our own life force or the spirit that moves through all of us, I think the best thing we can do is to offer ourselves kindness and wish for ourselves to be safe and happy and healthy and peaceful. Beautiful. How can our listeners find more information about Opus Yoga Studio? You can go online at www.opusyogakentlands.com. You can call at 240-425. 2039, or you can stop by our studio, which is at 257 Market Street West on the second floor in the Kentland section of Gaithersburg, Maryland. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Namaste. Welcome. Namaste. And Om Shanti. So as Sharon said, what the Buddha said, it's really you're the one. You're the one that have to give love to yourself. And if we can give love to ourselves, it's going to be easy to give love 
to everyone else. Have a wonderful weekend. Be kind to one another. Thank you.